0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Kamen Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of
1: life. Sean, how was, uh, how was your weekend? How's everything it, how's it been going with you?
0: My weekend was actually pretty good. I don't remember what I did because, you know, given coronavirus, every day is just a day. So it kind of, I worked on my book for a little while. I wrote, I did some physical stuff. It was, it was pretty good. It was, it was a interesting start to the week though. I really, I don't usually, I hardly ever get rattled that things typically don't rattle me, but I have to tell you this story I want to share. I was sitting in a cafe and because of the social distancing it was interesting. There was an older, um, two ladies, they were kind of sitting next to me, but behind me. And I apparently I must've had a lacrosse on, which isn't too um, abnormal. And they were talking to me about lacrosse and their son plays or their grandson plays and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we had an interesting conversation. So then they got up and left probably a half an hour later. Um, an elderly couple came in, a man and woman for lunch. Uh, the guy had like one of those, quasi wheelchairs walker things where he was kind of walking but kind of sitting went over sat down they must have been coming from church because she was you know dressed up she looked very pretty and then he sat down and they went to get their salads came back and she got up to go get napkins and i guess a drink or something so out of the corner of my eye i just think they're cute every time i I look at people like that. I just think it's a phenomenal thing that you know. You kind of wonder how long they've been together, what their life is like. You know, they're having lunch. You know, it's it's just a great thing. So I'm sitting there, and she sits down and is starts eating her salad. And she's probably two bites in. And out of the, I couldn't really see them straight away because they were kind of behind me. But all of a sudden, you feel like this this like see a rush of air but like this unsettling like this motion and i look over and she had slid or fallen essentially underneath the table and really wasn't even moving her shoe came off to her one of her i think it was her bottom teeth came out and the the husband didn't quite know what to do i think being elderly he was definitely in shock he he, he he's obviously not strong enough to do anything. So I, you know, jump up, I run over, pull the table away and then I can hear her, Yeah, you know, she's not breathing. So there was across the way was a nurse turns out and she came running over and I said, she's like, I'm going to do CPR. Let's turn her over. So we turned her over. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just to me, life is so delicate and the, the, the amount of people that just go on with life as if nothing I mean she was literally seated, the table was up against a glass window. There are people in cafe tables two inches away from her, just outside on the other side of glass, didn't just look to see you know as if it was any other day, anyways, so I'm like, I'm not going to get gloves and you know pardon my language, fuck COVID. So I stuck my hand in her mouth to make sure she wasn't choking on anything. I whipped my finger around. She didn't have any salad or anything in her mouth. So I run over to the kitchen, um, the counter to call 911. One of the things that I learned a while ago is don't, it's best not to call 911 from your cell phone because it always goes to the state police and you get dispatched to, it's just another hop to take. So I had the restaurant because it's immediate the location. You automatically get rooted to where you're calling from if you call from a landline. So it was a little bit of a struggle because the people that were at the line, um, English was a second language. They didn't. They didn't even understand what I was saying. I'm like, you need to. You need to call, like for the love of God, call nine one one. Get a manager. Go get. So we ended up getting nine one one. We come back and she's doing CPR on her. And what was, what rattled me is when we rolled her over, you could hear her breathe twice and that was it. So you literally, I mean, I heard the, I was sitting right next to the, leaning over when she breathed her last two breaths. And as bad as that was, all I could think about was the husband who's sitting, he is sitting right there, enjoying a, a lunch with his, his wife of 50 years it could have been longer than that. And I didn't follow up the, the cafe said they were going to, but the, the general consent, you can tell when one of the things we noticed is that the ambulance didn't take off right away. And when they left, they didn't have a siren on. And that's, that's a pretty telling moment that she's, she's passed away and they were probably going to the coroners if she was going to the hospital at all. It was, it was pretty obvious that, that she had passed away, but it's one of those things where we take so much for granted The, the to, 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 you know, one of the things I learned in next level is that you, and I view this very much so, especially now after that, but certainly after that program, you know, you have 24 hours and there's no such thing as tomorrow. There's no such thing as tonight. Really? And the the amount of effort and funds and energy and passion that goes into doing something tomorrow, to me, is just the silliest thing because who says there's a tomorrow? Like, if you're going to get something done, you need to do it today. If you're going to be passionate about something, be passionate about it today. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't wait for it, you know, to come to you. I mean, here was... On a I think it was a Monday, a random Monday. Everybody's world just starts normal. This elderly couple, their day started just like every other day. And not knowing them, I am sure they took it for granted. They got up, they went to church, they got dressed, they went and got lunch after church maybe, and they went on for their day. And his life at that moment was forever changed, as was hers. And it it, for a few days, I could not get the, certainly the woman, but the husband out of my mind. He walked into the restaurant with the love of his life and walked to his car by himself. His wife opened the door from him and let him in to the restaurant and a stranger had to do it on the way out. And that was 20 minutes after they got there. So when I talk to entrepreneurs about Urgency and getting stuff done. No, it's not a rush, but I'm telling you right now, you don't have tomorrow to be successful. If you want to be successful, do it today. If you want to do something personally, you want to run a marathon, do it today. You know, our lives are such that you have to plan a little bit for the future. Don't rely on it. Don't use it as a catch all bin. Yeah, someday I'll get to run on that marathon? I bet you won't. I bet you won't. Because tomorrow continues to be tomorrow. It very rarely becomes to today without a lot of energy and frankly, a mindset change. And one of the things that I really try to focus on, it's not easy, is to appreciate that today is all you have. And this minute is all you have. You have no idea what this afternoon is gonna look like, what tonight is gonna look like, what tomorrow, if there is one, is gonna look like. If you got shit to do, do it today. Cause you don't know if you're gonna get it. And 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 more than just doing it, it's priority. If you if you wanna be successful, you gotta be successful and you gotta prioritize. You can't be kind of successful, you can't be you know, I want to be whatever your whatever your definition of successful is, you can't be halfway successful. If you're going to do something, do it or don't. It's it's really that being, priority being that's right,
1: being Exactly. All, being all you know, in everything you, that you do and the focus to the moment that you're in.
0: Right. And understand, you know, stop having a wish list. Stop saying I'm going to have a billion dollar company, but I'm also going to be a fifty percent parent it doesn't it doesn't work that way. you have to you have to tamper down your expectations if you're going to be a fifty percent parent, which is wonderful. you need to make changes to your priority on the business side. You can't live in the state of, well, okay, eventually it's going to come to me. I can be a billion dollar company or whatever my version of financial success is and work like a worker be you, you can't man you just can't and that's not a bad thing what you need to t- temper your expectations and be all into what you choose to be all into whatever that is it, it's not this yeah. isn't a work conversation this is a life conversation
1: I'm, just I'm running, that resonates with me a lot because i'm running into that and i think a lot of the parents can too you know right now we're in this pandemic we're doing virtual learning so my kids are they're at home learning and my wife sat me down one day, like I think after a week of doing it and cause I missed some assignments and I missed some things and you know a little bit is on us, but it's also on the teachers. Maybe They're, it's new for them. They have to try to explain like how to do all this stuff. So we maybe right. weren't doing the assignments right. And she said, calm, I think you might need to take a hiatus. I think you can't, cause what you're doing is you're, you're not being able to sort of focus on, our, our daughter and our kids to, I mean, we're both sharing it. So it's not just me that she's doing it too. Um, right. We, we have, we have two kids in school. So we, she took the, my son and I took the daughter. Um, and she's like, if you can't be here to really train and be that teacher and just really be focused to be there for her, something has to give on the business side. I think you're saying, right. and I was like, I, I can't, there's no way. I'm like, how can I do that? There's no way. But, but I don't want to be 50%, you know, cause then I'm only, I'm affecting her, her, and uh, and I don't want to get that negative effect. So I rearranged my calendar. I, I told my team members like you know do not this is the time I'm going to block out this time with my kids. Do not book over this time so so I can focus 100 on that and then come back. And focus 100% on work. But then, of course, I'm working later because I got to make up that time. Um, But
0: yeah, I have to tell you, I I think that, um, and I'll even come out and be bold and old school. I think remote working when there's no school is an absolute detriment to an entrepreneur's business because you, not you, but the entrepreneur or any worker, lets the environment affect. What they're doing. You're running your business, whether you're in your office or at home. Your environment, though, is affecting. Your, say you're at home with kids. All of a sudden, you're expected to, you know, if the kid, if your child falls down, of course, and this is an extreme example. Of course, you're going to go pick it up. If you're at work and your child falls down, you're not going to pick up your child. You're not there to do that. There's also a transference, I believe with some of the schools, to your point exactly, they're not equipped for remote learning. So they pick it up and they take the learning experience and they drop it at home. Well, that lands on you and your wife. And we talk about business as it's an entity, which it is, but it's also people. Suppose an employee needs to get to you at 515. Suppose they have something that they have to do. Suppose they have to call out of work. Suppose they have a kid that's sick. Now, all of a sudden, That success that that you have built starts to, it starts to come down. You can build the most beautiful house in the world. If you didn't mix the concrete right, man, and your foundation is no good, that thing's going to fall to the ground. You can't be half of anything. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not advocating being a shitty parent. What I'm advocating is tampering down your expectations. You can't work 20 hours a day and make your business successful and work 20 hours a day and be a father or, or, good, or a good one either way. So, you know, you and I talk a lot about a balance and, and a lot of it is, again, tampering down those expectations. You, you just, you have to be okay with understanding what your effort is to the level of success that you want to attain. And the closer those are in reality and being more realistic, the happier you're going to be. But the fragility of life to me was just, I was sitting there, I'm looking at my to-do list going, what is important that I get done today? I threw out half of it. Suddenly shit doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to FaceTime with my kids. And then I'm really going to, I'm going to identify those things in business and in life that I want to accomplish. And that's what I'm going to do. And I want to be successful because I want my business to be successful so that others, people that work with me and work for me and will work for me. And maybe my kids want to take the business over when they get old enough. It's there for them. That's why I work as hard as I do. It's not for, success for me is, doesn't just wash over me. It's, it's everybody, that's involved with what I'm doing. I want, whether it's a team sport or it's a triathlon, a triathlon is a bad example, but a seal fit event, or your team is your team, whether it's your family, you know, the more successful you are, the easier your home life can be because f- financial security brings a lot of that. It gets rid of a lot of that fog and it's okay to, um, you know, you can't work as hard as you, you you do for decades, but the idea is you don't want, I mean, I don't work like this well, forever. You so know, you're, talking about, yeah,
1: you're talking about maybe not the angle, but like where it's a journey, it doesn't end. You know, it's, it's, it's right. know, success is where maybe that milestone there, but there are people listening that probably say, I hear what you guys are saying, but right now, like I'm working, you, you know, 70 hours a week and you know, my wife or my friends or my significant other is pissed off at me. So, cause I'm all in, I get what you're saying. I'm all in, but there's sacrifices. We mentioned that earlier, there's sacrifices on the other end. What do you say to someone who who's in that, that situation right now? Like their, their work, maybe they're not attending family dinners because they're all in. Cause they want to create a successful business so that they can share that and give that to their family. But, they're, but so they're-
0: I, I think, it, oh, man, it's hard because, first of all, I would say to entrepreneurs that are just starting, so not us, we're, we're a little bit, it's very hard to, to change the concrete for your house when the thing's are already poured and you're starting to build the house. But for entrepreneurs that are just starting, you really need to do a deep dive with your family. I had a business partner say to me one time, well, you know, owning my own company and being an entrepreneur is a team sport. It's not, it's, it's not, it, it's not unless your significant other is shoulder to shoulder with you with the same risks and rewards that you have. Cause I said to him, I said, you guys aren't in this together. No offense to your wife, but she works for another company. She gets paid whether she's watching the kids that day or not. You don't, my friend, you, you own your own company. If you don't go to work, you don't drive revenue. You don't get paid. You're not, in, you're not in the same, you're not even in the same game, let alone having to be on the same team. So for entrepreneurs just starting, talk to who you spend the most time with. If you If you're with kids or if you're married or whatever your situation is, make sure everybody understands that this is a passion. It's not a job. It's a vocation. I'm not going to get corny and say it's a calling, but it's something that, needs to be supported by people that are around you, because it takes a lot to start a bit, as you well know, to start a business. For entrepreneurs that are, they, I think it's very, very hard to do, but, but has a family structure or has a significant other, I think you have to be communicative. The, the part of the problem too, is that when you have a situation, financial situation where one of the partners that's a bad word because that assumes a business partner, your significant other, your wife, husband, whatever it is, has a stable fixed job. And the other person is the entrepreneur and has a business, forget about entrepreneur, has a business of their own. There's a transfer of power there because the person who has the stable job, like I said, gets paid, it's stable. You can rely on it. And it, here comes the transfer of power. It allows you, the entrepreneur, to go fail, and and start a business or start another business or, or whatever so it creates this well you know i have to work for somebody else you have to take care of the kids that let's use kids or you have to take care of the dog or whatever it is there is a give and take there where no you the entrepreneur has to be focused on the business to get it off the ground otherwise it's just playtime for the (laughs) for the entrepreneur so there can be this power struggle so you know we talked about today we've talked about it on podcasts dedicated to it we've talked with other guests it's all about communication and really what it boils down to is it's trust the other person needs to embrace what you're trying to do knowing that what you're doing is for the benefit of everybody not just you benefit of your family, of your children, of your, of your extended family, your parents, whatever, and your employees, you're building something so that everybody can take part in that success of the thing that you're building, not of you. And once you look at that from that perspective, I think it can help. If any of this sounds easy, then I'm doing a shitty job explaining it. Cause it's not, it's one of the hardest things. And I think it's it's a lot of reasons why businesses not fail financially, but end up stopping because you just, how long is this going to take? How much longer? When is this going to be successful? And it's not an intelligence thing that they don't understand it. they're just not in it like we are or entrepreneurs are to, I guess, appreciate the word appreciate. They don't know how hard it is to get a client. They don't know how hard it is to keep them
1: yeah and 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 I wish you know I wish I wish I heard this advice Sean when when I started my business you know eight years ago, because I didn't have that heart to heart with my wife, you know she knew what I was going into, but she also said this is not a good time for having recently you know pregnant with our first child then with the second kid. Not a good time. Calm not. I think maybe now like, you know, because I was slowly getting growing the business, not where the goals I wanted to be, but I was keeping my goals to myself. So like, I think if I did it differently, I would have these more check-ins and kind of here's, here's some milestones, you know, to kind of reassure that I'm not wasting my time or what I'm doing to my purpose is, is, is true. Now, fast forward to today. Yeah. We were, I think, I think last year we had a really good conversation and we got a lot better. It's, it's tough. Cause it's a balance between like how transparent, how much do you bring them into the business? Cause they can't relate to everything as much. As they say, I, I can understand. It's not like to your point, they're not there day to day, shoulder to shoulder. So they can't really relate because they, they're not experiencing the same struggles and pressures that you have, um, in emotions. So, but I think having that kind of communication is really critical not just to your significant others, but to your team too, you know, your team who's, who's on that ride with you as well. That journey, who, 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 who understands the purpose of what you're trying to do. So I think it's important to have that. And if you get too big, you don't want to get too, too removed to, to go back and check in with your team. Right. Because things could be going great. You still should be checking in. I think you have to create a cadence where you're checking in with your team members and you're checking in with your, your other um, stakeholders and family members. Yeah. so that um
0: well I think too, I think that the entrepreneurs get a bad rap because they think that p- people or folks think that we like working all the time and we're our junkies and I love working a hundred hours. We that's not that's not what this is about. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, man, it's not what it's about for me. I want to get in, get this thing off the ground, make it successful, and get the hell out of here. Go do something fun. That's what you know we talked about success you and I and my definition of success is to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Not nowhere in there do you hear my definition of success is to work as long as I can until I drop dead. That's just it's just not what I'm interested in. But you have responsibilities and I know spouses don't like to hear this as equal to your children, as you do to your employees, that might not be your perspective, but it's your employee's perspective and they don't care about your personal life and they shouldn't. I don't want my employees caring about mine. What they do in their free time is just as important as what I do, whether they're playing racquetball or watching three kids to them. It's, it's equally as important. So, we have a very big challenge where we have to manage all that and make sure that we as individuals are prioritizing correctly and communicating at home so that we can communicate with our employees. It's, it's, it's a bitch. It's, I mean, it's, it's not easy. I had, my first company I started, I had a baby, a literally a baby, a newborn and a two-year-old. And my wife at the time was a stay-at-home mom. I remember going to the mailbox and literally saying a prayer, hoping that clients would pay us. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Thursday. I hope to God that check came And when it showed up, I was elated. I mean, I have I, I, tears. Well, I can deposit it. We can get paid and now we're a happy weekend when it didn't show up. I knew I was coming in Saturday morning to check the mail to see if i got a check on saturday and the stress level was unbelievable it's it's a a
1: bitch you can't think your mind's foggy you're sitting at the dinner table and you're you you're trying to listen and you can't even listen because you're just yeah it
0: becomes financial very quickly and you know what i used to be very resentful like I wouldn't say this, but you don't understand. You don't know what I go through. They don't. And they shouldn't. It's not on them, man. It's on us. Like they, mm-hmm. that, that's not their bag. That's not their responsibility. It's not their problem. The more we fail, the more we, it manifests onto them. But dude, we're, this is what we wanted, man. We wanted to be in charge. Here it is, baby. If it's a yeah, mess, you're going to clean it up.
1: Look in the you mirror. Know? You got to have awareness. And like, okay, you know, because like, moping around about it and just kind of feeling bad for yourself or blaming other people. It's not going to change it. You know, you have to, right. you to, you got to own it. And there's a great book out there called extreme ownership and you really got to own it, you know, as, as the top dog, as the general of, um, and, and then hopefully, you know, everything you, you have to rearrange. Um, and it's, and it's not just the action you take. It's also the mindset and, and the, the attitude that you bring to that, 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 all um, about it and elevate right. and comes out, and I think you had a great analogy about um, staying calm. I, I remember you in another episode talking about you know, being calm because calm is contagious. Um, and yeah. especially right now, a lot of businesses are freaking out because COVID and pandemic. But even going into Q4, uh, uh, this is for, for us. It's it's uh, actually one of our busier time of the year because a lot of businesses are reevaluating and realizing we didn't hit our goals what are we doing to, to get ready for the next year? So, you know, we get, we get a lot of folks reaching out to us and say, hey, we need to revamp our business plan, our marketing plan, our sales, all that jazz. And, um, that shouldn't have to wait to Q4, you know, you got to be constant. doing this. You got to create goals that whatever you have for the year and family goals as well. Like what are your, what are your goals with your family? What are your goals for your personal self? What are your goals for your business? And like, write down how you had to get to each one of those. And to, to your point, Sean, reprioritize things shift in our life. That happens. That's okay. Like you have to, nothing's set in stone just because you wrote it down. Doesn't mean that you have to do it all. Like, but just reprioritize because yeah, you don't have tomorrow. You might not have this afternoon. Um, and, and figure out what's the most important part. Of course, you're not going to achieve all your goals. You know, uh, Sean and I right. aren't saying you're going to achieve your goals today, get it all done now. Um, it's just, all the little tasks and little to do's that you plan to do to get to those goals. Like just whatever the, those priorities are to affect the end goal. Like prioritize that today. Evaluate your day every day at the end of the day, evaluate your day at the end of the week. What happened? What did I do? Why didn't I reach these goals? Like I'm missing stuff all the time, all the time. Cause I think we just take, we all take things on our plate. And I'm just like, what happened here? Why did I do that? So then all the time you have to have a reality check and say, I got to say no, or, I have to just push this off, reprioritize to your point, and it's just not going to happen until six months down the road. Like, I yeah, gotta,
0: and that uh, might not be that might not be you. That might be just a shitty goal, come. Like, I've listened to more entrepreneurs in the past six months say, "Well, you know, we have to, we had to pivot, we have to change and reevaluate our business." And how, no, no, you don't, man. That's like that's like getting in a boat and setting a course. And heading to that course, and then, because the waves are bigger than you thought they were, now you' got to change course no, you don't you don 't have to change your business. you have to understand what your market is first of all, before you change anything and then once you understand what your market is doing, then you can make tweaks along that these These entrepreneurs that come in I do a lot of advisory work for existing companies that we aren 't going to invest in, but i they hire us to do advisory. And I'm like, you, you guys are all hung up on this. Well, we got to pivot and we got to change and pivoting in basketball means you are going in one direction and you go in a completely different direction that you might as well start over, man. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. We, you have to understand the changes that your market is making. Where's the wind coming from and what sale do we have to put up to continue going on our course and, We just got to put up a different sail. That's all. We don't have to get a new boat. We don't have to turn around. We don't have to jump off the side of the ship. All it is is understanding what your market is and how can you adjust to it. You, you may, and I would argue if you're going to have to pivot or really make a change, your business was starting to fail or would have COVID or this pandemic just exacerbated it. it was just shining a light and making it fail quicker than it would have. Um, I would say in the majority of the cases. But it's it's all about tweaks and adjustments. It's not about we ran out of peanuts on the plane. So now we gotta turn around and land the plane. No, you don't. You just don't serve peanuts. You serve something else. Right?
1: I, I enjoy having these conversations even as we do this as a podcast, but you and I talk and we message each other all the time. And sometimes as much as we were sharing advice and tips, you know I might, I can only speak for myself. It's, I might not do it all too. You know, we know what we need to do, but, but because I'm maybe not making it a priority, I fail on it too. So I'm human just like all you guys, you know, we're, there's some good days. There's some bad days. There's some days it's pretty steady. And it's like, why am I just kind of like being mediocre? You know, got to get back and like, you know, keep crushing it. So, um, you can't be on all the time. You can't be at 10.
0: all the time I, that when that happens to that poor lady I mentally I took the day off I'm like dude you're not gonna, you're just not going to get anything done I was completely rattled and you know what I let it just wash over me and I just said you know what I'm going to be rattled for a while I went running I, t- I took the rest of the afternoon off and that was it for me I, I, that was my lesson for the day is appreciate how fragile life is and you can't take the afternoon for granted because it might not even be here you know, thank, thank God that he was able to share his last, you know, she didn't pass away away from him. They were together. Thank God, you know, and they got to have their last lunch together and probably one of their favorite places eating one of their favorite meals. But it's not a guarantee, man. Nothing's guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, you know, we, we, I think we went deep on some aspects and of life and work and, but the stuff is, we, we hear, these are the conversations Sean and I always had a, often and what motivated us to to start this podcast. You know, these are some really, the real hard conversations that you have about life and family and goals and- It's all, it's so, all related, man. It's all related. You guys can take this, you know, after you listen to this and and, and and apply it, however it does, that makes sense for you. You know, and please reach out to us. If you have any questions, this is a community. We wanna know what else you guys are having challenges with. Let's share that story. Reach us, um, send us an email. You can connect with us online on all our different social handles. Um, So go out there, stay focused, and keep crushing it.
0: That's right, my man. All right, as always, it's been a pleasure. Good talking to you. So this is not so much just for our listeners; it's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs
1: find us on facebook and linkedin at the vulnerable entrepreneurs twitter and instagram at the ve podcast the ve vulnerable entrepreneur podcast and join the conversation by visiting us on our website the VEPodcast.com, and email us at hello at the ve
0: thanks everybody for joining us today that wraps it up we understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today